When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Rodriguez, 40. 10 seconds remaining for Rodriguez, who's putting on an absolute show. Every ball he hits in the air is, is gone. 41 home runs. Julio Rodriguez, who flexes now at home plate. Pete Alonso for the second consecutive year, will lose in the home run derby to Julio Rodriguez. Loses by a final score of 41 to 21. We will go live to the field. All-star game in Seattle in a second. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Byron Metcalf, MLB senior writer. Buster Olney is going to be a part of our coverage tonight. The 93rd annual Midsummer Classic from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, and he joins us now live from the field. Buster, we'll talk about um, some first-half stuff in just a couple of minutes, but wanted to start with last night. Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the home run derby, but what will you remember most about being on the field and really at the center of it? Well, Julio Rodriguez has the round that we're going to remember when he hit the 41 home runs to start with in in his uh, home ballpark. Crowd going crazy. He was fired up to the degree that I think it wore them all out (laughs) because it was like his legs were gone after that round. But, man, that was a lot of fun. It was fun, too, watching Adley Rutschman. Uh, you know, the show that he put on and, and knowing how important it was for he and his dad to share that moment, something they had talked about, you know, dreamed about since Adley was about eight years old. Uh, that was really cool. And I, you know, Vlad was, it was interesting because I watched his first round really closely and was thinking there's no way that he can last because he just looked gassed. But as, uh, as his manager, John Schneider, told me, who threw BP to him last night, he was impressed by Vladdy's, uh, his uh, his ability to, to, to sort of hang in there. Buster, it's been a long time since I heard such a buzz about all the young talent in Major League Baseball, which we saw in the home run derby, and Ellie De La Cruz wasn't even there. How healthy is the sport right now? What does it mean that there has been such a buzz about the young talent that we had a chance to see I- last night? The sport has more potential than it has, I think, since I started covering in terms of growth going forward. Because, I mean, let's say it used to be known as the national pastime, and then it slowly regressed through the years. You know, the NFL certainly moved up. The NBA moved up. But now baseball, I think, with the young players that you mentioned, the excitement around those guys, with the pitch clock, which there's no doubt fans are responding to it, higher attendance, Better TV ratings. Uh, viewers are, are staying in uh, the broadcast longer than they have in the past. And on top of that, and very quietly in the first half, you heard the Player Association, Major League Baseball, agreed on a, uh, a, a they agreed to market the players better together. You know, for years, you had people like me saying, "Hey, what are they doing?" You know, yeah, I mean, why can't they market guys like Mike Trout? Well, they actually have an agreement in place to market some of these young guys like Ellie De La Cruz, you know, like some of the stars we saw in the Derby last night. 
You can listen to Buster, the Baseball Tonight podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Buster, who is the most famous person who's asked you today what the Angels are going to do with Shohei Otani? <laughs> wow, that that that's an interesting way to put it. Um, I will tell you, I've had conversations with players. They probably wouldn't want me to to uh, give their names out. Where they're kind of like whispering, "Hey, what are they going to do with them?" I know general managers are asking that question. I was texting with some today, saying essentially, "What have you heard?" And them asking me back, "Well, their stance has been they're not going to trade him." But what have you heard? Because everyone. If, in fact, the smoke signals ever come up from Anaheim that they're willing to talk about him, uh, that is going to be one of the biggest trade conversations we've ever seen because a contending team theoretically could address two major issues uh, if the Angels decide to trade him and adding an elite pitcher and adding an elite hitter. I think the most motivated buyers potentially would be the Yankees and the Texas Rangers. But I still, all along, I, I, I felt that Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, does not have the guts to trade him. And I don't know if I blame him. He's having the, the, the greatest, most unique season we've ever seen. And do you want to be the guy who delivered that talent out of Anaheim? I, I, I don't think Artie's going to let uh, the front office do it. I know last year when the front office did its due diligence and you know checked around about his potential value, and Artie was told about it, he went crazy. He was furious. Buster, uh, I'm a Brewers fan. I remember vividly July 7th, 08, CC Sabathia, Cleveland to Milwaukee and what that did for their postseason hopes. Yes. Gigantic midseason trade. Took a lot to get them. What would it take to get Shohei Otani by the deadline? I, I think it would take three uh, B-plus, A-minus prospects, which typically is not a deal that teams even consider in this you know, era of analytics. Most teams need to win the trades these days. They're not looking to overpay for anybody. But I think Otani is such an outlier that maybe uh, you know, that would happen. And by the way, I talked to CC yesterday on the field, uh, and we talked about you know, him as a teammate. You'll appreciate this. Because that year, and you'll remember, he was uh, eligible for free agency after his short time with the Brewers. And yep. late in the year, they went to a, uh, a, their rotation where he was pitching uh, with only three days rest repeatedly. His agent was furious about it and, and called the, uh, the general manager at the time. And CC found out about that, called his agent, took him to breakfast and said, Come on down, I'm going to yell at you, and I'm going to pay for your meal, and then I'm going to yell at you some more. Because <laughs> he was all invested in the Milwaukee Brewers getting to the playoffs. I thought it was one of the coolest stories I've ever heard since I covered baseball. Yeah, I mean, I I, just w- one more thing on this Otani thing, Buster, because it's so fascinating. I mean, do you think the market is only teams that could sign him long term? Or no. could you see a team, yeah, jump in that is going to rent the best pitcher and hitter in baseball for one postseason run? I will give you a team, uh, for example, uh, you know, a team that could surprise us, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, who don't typically, sp- well, you wouldn't even think about them spending you know, big money on a player. But at that point, it would be for $10 million for the last two months, right? And again, he's such a unique talent. Maybe they offset a lot of that by the crowds that they would generate there. And their front office is always one that is imaginative. Uh, if you guys remember that uh, when Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers, the other, the second highest offer on the table form was from Tampa Bay. So I could see Tampa Bay having had such a strong first half, fading a little bit at the end, stepping in and, and addressing those two needs by adding an Otani if he became available. 
Buster, we often say things in sports like, we've never seen anybody like that. We're usually exaggerating. But what do you make yes. of Ellie De La Cruz? And have we any, ever seen anything like this? Uh, the, the closest thing for me is Fernando Tatis Jr. when he got to the big leagues because they're very similar physically, right? They're both tall. They're both incredibly fast. But I, I kind of wonder if Ellie De La Cruz is faster than uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I know that when he signed an autograph, and I can't remember who the player was for. It was for someone in another sport who asked him to sign an autograph, and he, he signed underneath his name, World's Fastest Man. <laughs> and we saw that, Confidence. you know, the other day when he stole yeah. second, third, and home on two pitches. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a little bit brokenhearted when we found out that he wasn't going to be in the home run derby last night because that would have been a blast. And from what I understand, Todd Frazier uh, had a, you know, it was a, a voice. The guy who's won the derby in the past was a guy whose voice he listened to and encouraged him, you know, or discouraged him from being in the derby. And next time I see Todd Frazier, I'm going to go, what are you doing? <laughs> we wanted to see it. Yeah, you need yes. CC Sabathia to take him out to breakfast and yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, exactly. <laughs> That's what we need. Buster Olney is with us, of course, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast. I mean, everybody is talking Braves, Rays. I mean, they've been the two best teams in the respective leagues. But aside from them, who do you think the biggest sleeper is in either the American or National League? The Philadelphia Phillies. Because they've been getting better and better during the course of this season uh, under the shadow of the Braves dominating the division. And I I don't, I mean, the Braves are going to win the National League East, but the Phillies have a lot of talent, you know, enough to take them to the World Series last year. Uh, And we were just talking with Rob Thompson, who's the, the, of course, managing the National League in the All-Star game. And he talked about, yeah, we're, we're playing better. And at some point, Trey Turner's going to turn it around and he's going to go on a run. At some point, Bryce Harper's going to hit home runs. And you know Dave Dombrowski, their general manager, head of baseball ops, he will be aggressive in adding before the deadline. When you got that kind of firepower in your lineup and you have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola at the front of your rotation and you have a deeper bullpen than last year, that is a team to watch. What about the Mets, Buster? Probably the most disappointing team in baseball. What do you think they do before July 31st? Uh, I actually think the Cardinals are the most, for the record, Cardinals the most disappointing team in baseball because they were expected to win uh, Myron's National League Central, and they have been a complete disaster. Uh, but you're right about the Mets because they're the most expensive team in history with a $130 million rotation. They actually began to turn it around in the last week, uh, and I think they'll continue to play better enough that I think they're going to tease their front office, their owner, Steve Cohen, into keeping the band together. Uh, unless there's an, uh, you know, a, a total collapse. And in that case, you'd be talking about trading David Robertson, maybe the Phillies. Uh, you'd be talking about uh, you know, trading Tommy Pham. And I think they would have conversations with Max Scherzer about whether or not he'd waive his no-trade clause. Other than Otani, who do you think the biggest name is that could move at the deadline? Well, the Cubs, uh, I think, are close to being a seller. What I'm hearing from other teams is uh, they're hearing from the Cubs that their owner, Tom Ricketts, is reluctant. But I think eventually they'll do that. They'll wind up selling because the Reds are playing so well. They're making that decision easy for them. And then at that point, Marcus Stroman, who's had an excellent first half, you know, he's a potential free agent in the fall if he opts out of his contract. And Cody Bellinger, former MVP, those two guys are going to get traded. Um, I am curious, and Aaron, I mean, you keeping your eyes on the Guardians. 
and they're an organization that's known for maximizing value of players, and everyone is wondering, you know, at some point, will they put a price tag on Shane Bieber, the former Cy Young Award winner? Yeah, it's just unlike Stroman Buster, he hasn't pitched well recently. No. And so I wonder no, how that's No, his stuff gonna... has regressed, too. Yeah. And I his stuff has regressed this year. How that will affect his value. Buster, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy being in the middle of the fun tonight. All right, guys. Thank you. That's Thanks. Buster Olney, ESPN MLB Insider. He is the host of the Baseball Tonight podcast on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. And, you know, to me, it's going to be an interesting run to the end here. I think the game has bigger stars, Myron, than it's had in a while. I think Dela Cruz is must-see TV. Obviously, Otani, we touched on some of that with Buster. But how important do you think it is that we get a marquee playoffs in baseball also especially involving, you know, some of the big markets and the, you know, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the the big name brands of the sport. Uh, I actually think with all the young talent it's important that we don't get that. Because I think depth matters a lot. I mean, you're always going to judge Major League Baseball like you judge the NBA and every sport according to their biggest markets. What's New York doing? The Knicks haven't been good in a long time. We still talk about them all the time, right? Because it's such a gigantic market. But I think with baseball and what we're seeing now is, uh, yes, the Yankees have some of the biggest stars in the sport. The Dodgers do too. But there's so much talent on teams like Texas and the Orioles. We talked about Ellie De La Cruz. I think it's important that those teams get an opportunity to shine. And, like, where do you meet a national audience? It's not during the regular season, Aaron. It's in the postseason. Like, that's when all of a sudden people go, wow, maybe I'd heard of this guy, but I haven't really watched a lot of his games. Maybe they haven't been on in my market. Uh, And now all of a sudden people become stars. And there's enough young talent in some of these small markets to where I think – uh, those teams shining in the postseason will actually be better for yeah. the long-term health of the sport. You know, I really got wrapped up, and this is just me personally, in the breaking of the curses, Red Sox and Cubs. Yeah. Like, th- those stories, you know, the, the Cubs thing was big enough to really knock football out of the headlines. Like, it yeah. was clearly the biggest thing going on in October of 2016. I just wonder what the narrative is that could sweep up the country into the baseball playoffs because I I worry that if it is Braves Rays something like that that well for a big baseball fan it'd be fun to see you know Acuna finally healthy and on that stage and everything that's gone on gone great for Tampa they haven't won a World Series during this most recent run they've never really won the World Series period even though they've been there a couple of times like it, it I don't know that that is getting top notch ratings and driving a ton of interest. You know, on shows like this one, because it's again, it's gonna be dead in the middle of football season. Did Griffey play for the Yankees? I mean, did he play for the Dodgers? I mean, he was doing that in Seattle, right? And that mattered a lot. I, I was a kid in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, knew about Ken Griffey from baseball cards and and highlights I might see randomly and sure. box scores in the local paper. But sure. I understood the magnitude of what he was. That could happen for Acuna too. I think baseball unlike other sports, because it's such a localized deal, mm-hmm. I think those markets and stars in those markets can become captivating stories, right? And I think it can resonate with people because that's kind of how we see baseball. I'm a Brewers guy, right? That might yeah. not matter to anybody else, but it matters to my people in Milwaukee. Right. And you can relate to stars in other similar markets who aren't the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Cubs 
who are also finding success. You know, I'll tell you the universal thing that I think we're all rooting against. If I have to watch the Houston cheating Astros. Oh, I can't root for them. Run around and I'm a Dusty with that Baker guy. trophy again. It was fine. It was nice for Dusty and yes. great and cool. And my, But, man, oh, man, am I ready for that team to hit the skids. I am yeah. sick of watching them in the playoffs, and I'll be rooting against them the entire way. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Buster brings up the Rays as a potential trade option for Shohei Otani. Ooh, I mean, do, do you, they right. have so many great young Like, Would you trade Wander Franco to get Shohei there, or would it only be guys that are in the farm system and not guys that are big league ready? You're not getting Wander, but you get prospects. Yeah, I could give up prospects. Because if I'm, if I'm the Rays, considering my recent success, I would think I'd have a chance, you know, potentially in the offseason, right? Um, if Otani wants to, here's what it's going to come down to, Aaron. If it's just money and it's the biggest possible deal, he'll have a couple of suitors, but it feels like the Mets, uh, the Dodgers are probably going to be the few teams that can really be in that zone. If it's about being in a position to not have to carry the load, which is what you're doing in in LA with the angels and, and the challenges attached to that, I do think a team like the Rays would have to be, considered um i just don't know what he wants and no one's really told me exactly what otani's looking for this offseason i don't i think a chance to win has to be at the top of that list for him because you know what else he's won the mvp you know he's been in the cy young conversation and led the league in home runs what 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 else do you what else is the guy looking for other than now trying to put himself in position to be with a more competent organization and go with team success and if i was an angels fan i'd be going i don't care if Artie moreno doesn't want to trade shohei otani he's not going to resign there so yeah. at, at at some point you know if you're gonna you know how some of these teams are effective is that they trade you know uh their star players before their contracts run out so they replenish the system with prospects in particular in, in baseball, but it's also what Joe Cronin's trying to do with the Portland Trailblazers right now. Yeah. Don't let these guys walk away for nothing. Yeah. I think the thing, though, with, with Otani, and, and the thing that I'm still trying to figure out in this conversation about what he does in the offseason, he wasn't drafted by the Angels. He chose the Angels. He eliminated the Yankees and the Red Sox and other big market teams early on in that process when he was coming over for Japan and said, the angels have what I'm looking for. The angels weren't a premier team. The angels weren't this team that had this gigantic, this bright future necessarily. Yeah. So I'm wondering, and is there something about him? Maybe he doesn't care about the spotlight. Maybe he doesn't even want it. So it's going to be interesting to see how he approaches the offseason. I mean, he's in a big market, but just because you're in Los Angeles doesn't mean you have the spotlight, so to yeah. speak. Like the, the Angels are definitely second-class citizens in their own town. You could say that about the Mets, but the, both the Mets and the Yankees have wild fan bases, and I think yes. that would be a completely different situation. And I think if I'm him, what you say about how injury-prone he is and wanting to maximize value, I think that with that union, that's going to be part of this for him. I think yeah. if the, he has the chance to really set a record with a contract, that I think that that is definitely going to play into his decision, and frankly, it should. Up next... I will rank them. 
Myron did it earlier, but I'll give you the real list. The top five <laughs> non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Myron Metcalf. We're in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. Top We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank 'em, the top five overall players. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. You can join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Shohei Wemby Burrow on this MLB All-Star Tuesday. Who would you rather have in your city? That's what we're asking you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Now, Myron did his list earlier. and Yeah, you know, the he, list. He touted it as okay. You know, he... He said that he debated it internally with himself, and that's how he came up with the definitive list. Yeah. But I now have my list. You went Sauce Gardner 5, Trent Williams 4, Bosa 3, Micah Parsons 2, Justin Jefferson 1. These are the top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm about to get mine started at number five. Number five. Number five, I'm going to shock everybody. You already are going to roll your eyes at my list. Don't you do that. Okay. Justin Tucker wins games. 
Justin Tucker is so much better than every other kicker at his position. Justin Tucker makes 66-yard. And the reason why the Ravens win is in part because of Lamar Jackson and in part because they have the greatest kicker, I think, by far. In NFL history, he's definitely the most reliable. He's automatic, especially with the game on the line, and it totally changes fourth quarters of games. I know you're going to go crazy on me for saying it, but at number five, I've got, that's right, Justin Tucker. Number four. Number four, I got Tyreek Hill. Um, I think he changed the dynamic of the Miami Dolphins. I I think people knock him because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl without him. But I think when Tua was healthy, the Dolphins, there were weeks going into November and even December where they looked like the best team in the NFL and a potential Super Bowl contender. So I think he took their offense to another level. And he's one of the few wide receivers, not quarterbacks, wide receivers who's proven able to do that. Devontae Adams did not really do that for the Vegas Raiders, even though he put up big numbers. I think Tyreek Hill is really impressive. I got him. At number four. Number three. Well, at number three, I'm going to go with the guy that I think is actually the best pass rusher in the NFL. You know, people say Micah Parsons puts up bigger, Miles Garrett, bigger numbers. I think T.J. Watt is just elite of the elite of the elite. And I look at the difference in the Steeler defense last year with him on the field and with him on the bench with an injury. And because he got hurt, I think that's the biggest reason why they ultimately missed the playoffs. And I think they'd have made it without him. They were close because they were great down the stretch because of how dominant he is. And he has a way of affecting plays even when he isn't the person actually making the play. Number three, I've got T.J. Watt. Number two. Yeah, number two, I've got your number one guy. Um, Justin Jefferson, to me, is the best receiver in football. And I thought the play he hmm. made in that Bills comeback last year yeah. was just unbelievable. Um, I think he could take an average quarterback and make him good, a good quarterback and make him great, mediocre and make him above average. Like, he takes a quarterback up another level. And there are very few players that do that. I also think he's one of the few guys who's only been in the league for a couple years, and yet you can already start etching his bust in Canton, the way his career is going. I guess I feel that way, too, about the other guys on this list, but give me your number one guy, Justin Jefferson, Hmm. in my number two spot. Number one. And then number one, I got to say, is Nick Bosa. I think he's the best defensive player in the NFL. He won the award last year. They were winning games with Brock Purdy at quarterback. And had Brock Purdy stayed at quarterback, I think they might have won the Super Bowl. But because he got knocked out of that game and they had to play three quarters of a game without really a quarterback, um, that obviously ended the 49er season. I think they could win the Super Bowl again this year, despite the fact they have Purdy or Sam Darnold. I'm convinced I could win games at quarterback (laughs) with the talent the Niners have around them. And I just think Nick Bosa is one of the most relentless players in the league and I think is the toughest guy to block in the National Football League. When you take quarterback away, I think you got to go with the number one defensive player as the best non-quarterback in the NFL. So that is my list. Tucker 5, Tyreek Hill 4, TJ Watt. Not JJ's retired doing TV. Mm -hmm. TJ Watt, number 3, Justin Jefferson 2, Nick Bosa at 1. Myron, your thoughts? 
I'll, I'll tell you what my ninth grade algebra teacher used to tell me. You made a great effort, Aaron, and you should be proud of that. <laughs> you really tried hard, and you came up with so a list of patronizing. five. You came up with a list of five, and that's a beautiful thing. You don't really mean Justin Tucker. You know, I, I, do. I, get, I don't I think do. you mean that. I don't think you really mean that, Aaron. I, I, I do. I, that's a... That's a. Is there anybody else playing who's the greatest of all time at what they do? But he, he's also obviously the most replaceable player on this list, right? No, he, no, he's not. I mean, you could replace him with an average kicker, and I think the Ravens would lose three less games, Myron. I really believe okay. that. Okay, we can agree to disagree. I don't think you mean number five. Number four, Tyreek Hill, I was debating about putting him on my list for sure. I think considering what he did in Kansas City and then to go to Miami uh, and, and to be – uh, this top target for Tua. I mean, hopefully Tua gets healthy so we can see them uh, in year two. I think that's a great pick. T.J. Watt I thought about. Um, incredible player. Obviously dealt with some injuries, but I think there's an incredible group of four, five, six young, defensive, versatile guys who can kind of do anything and disrupt offenses in the NFL right now. We agree on Justin Jefferson being a top five guy, not where he's ranked. Yeah, And, yeah, I mean, Bosa – to me, you look at the 49ers, and the only question you ask is, will they be healthy? Because yeah. if you tell me they're going to be healthy throughout the postseason yeah. and not deal with any significant injuries, yeah, I could certainly see them winning the Super Bowl. They could be one of those teams, like the Dilfer year in Baltimore, yep. the Brad Johnson. Yep. Like whoever their quarterback is could be the average guy who the rest of his team elevates him onto Super Bowl status. By the way, you mentioned Sauce Gardner as your number five player yeah. in the NFL. They ranked the top ten corners Jeremy Fowler did on ESPN.com. I had noticed that I hadn't seen it. Uh, he has Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos as the number one corner in the NFL. So you have a guy, top five non-quarterback in the league, who's not even the number one guy at his position, according oh. to Jeremy Fowler on ESPN.com. That's interesting. You know, we were doing the preview show uh, with Shannon. He told me this was my list. So is that still the – that still – it's my yeah, yeah. list? I mean, so he's my you, number one? You can put your list okay. together. I just – I don't like the patronizing way. You don't like you don't like Sauce my... Gardner. I think you don't like the Jets because you made some comments about the Jets after I mentioned Sauce Gardner that had nothing to do with him. So you seem I think you don't like the hype around the Jets. I think that you don't see kickers as football players. Yes, I think baby. you're I think you're discriminating against <laughs> the kickers. I, and I'm going to call uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to call Pat McAfee and uh, uh, Jay Feeney. Anti kicker. Oh, uh, Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is <laughs> listening Adam. to this show he right is. now, and he is not. Ha- Look, would the Patriots have won those three without him? I don't think so. I think they needed him kicking in yeah. the snow and kicking in the Super Bowl. Yeah, kickers are barely even people. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Respect your kickers, America. They're football players, too, and I've got one of them. Yeah, to me, he's a 99 in Madden. Like, that's Ooh. the way I qualify you, that you're on okay. the top five of this list. you got to be a 99 in Madden. Keep, keep going, Aaron. No, keep going. Let's see how far we, we go with. Are you going to say he's better than uh, Brady at some point? Are you are you headed there? To, he's the greatest he is. of all time at what he does, and I don't think it's even close. Gardner could be in that conversation at his position when it's all said and done. I mean, I mean God yeah. bless Morton Anderson or whatever, but he's not holding a candle That's fair. to what Justin Tucker does. Uh, up next, we have a play of the night involving the All-Star game. That you, I think I've figured this one out. You don't want to miss that. Plus, 
Why is a Kansas City Chiefs superfan now behind bars? We explain Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Well, I think it's safe to say Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. I think it's safe to say that the baseball All-Star Game is probably the best of the All-Star Games, at least the most competitive of the All-Star Games. Did you know, Myron, that the American League has won 21 of the last 24 baseball All-Star Games? That's wild. And it's like split right now uh, on the uh, money line. Caesar Sportsbook, American League minus 102, National League minus 116. I am going to go ahead and take the American League again. I mean, it's got to be. The National League can't win this thing. It's bizarre. 21 of the last 24. That is a I mean, remarkable streak, man. I mean, considering like all the – I mean, there's some consistency, right, probably over a five-, six-year period, but like – that's a long run, 24 years for the American League to have that edge. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to take the American League tonight on the money line. Minus 102 Caesar Sportsbook. That is my play of the day. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Three and out, presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance here, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. Do you have any strong opinions on super fans of teams, like the guys that get dressed head to toe in wild garb and gear? And It's a kind of a strange dynamic, it is. is it not? Yeah, we got a Viking dude here in Minneapolis who's like a whole Viking. Uh, it just It feels like it takes a lot of work. And it's almost like a mascot. No matter where these people go, they have to stay in character. So it's like a, it's like a full-time thing, you know? Well, the Chiefs superfan is Chief Saholic, mm-hmm. and he loves Kansas City Chiefs. They're on a heck of a run. Well, it all came crashing down on Chief Saholic, Myron. He was arrested in connection with a bank robbery in Oklahoma and is suspected in a string of bank robberies across the Midwest. His name is Xavier Babudar, 28 years old, self-proclaimed super fan of the football team that's the defending Super Bowl champions, has a big social media presence under the handle Chief Saholic. U.S. Attorney's Office for Western Missouri said in a statement that he is in some serious, serious trouble, which I think just goes to prove if you're getting dressed head to toe in uh, yeah. Chiefs, garb and calling yourself the chiefaholic and yeah i don't know that this is somebody that i want hanging out with my children to be honest 
Yeah, you're not you're not surprised when there are some extremes in their life, right? At the same time, bank robbery. I don't think anyone could have anticipated that. I mean, people, if you've watched Kansas City games, you've seen this dude. I mean, he is prominent. Uh, every broadcast, they, they pan to him, they show him. So to find out that he had a, a, a career as a bank robber, and, and my thing is like, how long did he expect that to last? Like, what what was he thinking? Why did he do it? But we all know this. This is a movie that's going to happen. I don't know if it's yes. in six months or if it's in a, the next nope. couple of years. This no will question. be a movie that someone is already trying to buy the rights to. Is it? Has there ever been a bank robber who just robbed a bunch of banks? Like John Dillinger went down. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like Bonnie and Clyde went down. Like who's the bank robber that just walked away with like a million bucks, went and lived on an island, and was never bothered by anyone, never got caught? I think they all get caught, man. There's probably been a few, but for the most part, I mean, you get caught, which is why most people don't rob banks. See, I wonder in this day and age, too, how much cash do they even keep in a bank? Well, I know in Minnesota there was a setup where a bank manager set up this thing with her boyfriend or husband where they Mm. robbed her bank. And she, like, took them to the vault. And they got a lot of money, man. I think it was, like, half a million or something like that. And the first thing that he goes and does, you know what? Doesn't put it away. They don't go to some exotic island. He gets Super Bowl tickets. And he sits on the 50-yard line to try to be discreet, Aaron. Mm. Mm. So that, uh, <laughs> that's how we ne- dealt with it. He sat next to Roger Goodell and <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe. Like, and he's like, oh, oh me? Oh, man, yeah. You know, just uh, I'm just hanging out. You know? <laughs> that's, that's one way of getting caught. It is. Do you think – now, this is going to be kind of a weird question. And we do have phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. Do you think that someone who has robbed a bank is listening to this show right now? I'm going to say yes. I think somewhere in the world, yeah, you're laughing your butt off if you're a bank robber and you yeah. listen to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Well, if they're like anything like the Minnesota bank robber, they would probably call in and give you the name and phone number and address <laughs> and tell you where to find them and tell you where to have the money to. You don't want to be a dumb bank robber, right? No. That is even worse than being a – like in downtown Cleveland, our building where our studio is, because uh, yeah. I lived in Cleveland, Ohio – I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, they a guy robbed the bank and they like ran away with 150 bucks in quarters, and then was like Jeez. running down the street. <laughs> I mean, like, at a certain point, you're just gonna <laughs> let the guy go and say, "Dude, if you really need all those quarters that yeah. bad, I don't know if he was getting on the bus or you know, well, he was this guy went to, to every Kansas City game. Meters. This guy I went mean, to every Patrick Mahomes game. Well, now we know how he no afforded shoes look the familiar. oh my goodness well coming up next it is the baseball all-star game the midsummer classic this has been canty and carlin aaron goldhammer myron metcalf on espn radio and the espn app thanks for listening to the canty and carlin podcast you can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 eastern on espn radio plus you can listen on the espn app canty and carlin the podcast Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.